Hello, and welcome to Stuff Mom I Forgot to Tell You. I'm Monica Francois Marcel, a Gen X founder, entrepreneur, and baseball mom based in Chicago. And I believe that if we're very lucky and work very hard, life will be long and it will be messy. So to help us with the mess and provide tips for longevity and joy in what lies ahead, each episode, I'm borrowing either the mother of a friend or a trusted mentor that I greatly admire. This is a diverse group of women who've been there and done that, and you are going to love their stories. My own mom isn't here anymore, so the stuff these women share is precious to me, and their cross-generational pearls of wisdom are just what we all need. I'm so excited for you to join us, so let's jump in. Welcome to Stuff Mama Forgot to Tell You. Today, I am thrilled because I have one of the people that I am so excited to make a part of this project with me. Manjula is here, and she is joining us from New Jersey. And Manjula, would you like to say hello to everyone? Hi, everyone. (laughs) How are you? So I'm excited because this is going to be a chance for Manjula to speak to her kids, to her grandkids, um, and just to me, and just to me personally. Manjula, as we were just discussing a moment ago, this project is really one of a chance for me to borrow the mothers of the women that I most admire. And you are certainly the mother of a mom that is just a powerful woman, a working mother, as she talks about, a diversity and inclusion expert, and my friend, most importantly. And so I know she got that way in large part because of you. So enough about her, enough about Mita. We want to talk about you, Manjula, if we can. (laughs) And so my first question is just to hear a little bit about your story, right? And you can start wherever you would like with your story. But I'd like to know a little bit about when you were growing up, uh, what did you think your life was going to be like? And did it kind of turn out the way you thought it would? Talk a little bit about when you were growing up, what you wanted for yourself and how that lines up with where you are today. I grew up in a very sheltered and in a, and I, I, I was born in India, Calcutta. We are nine siblings, including me. I grew up in a, in a, in a family is very sheltered. And my mom was a child's bride. She was 11 years old when she got married. She had her first child, 13 years old. She, you know, she was being on her own. She's being a child on her own. She raised our, all nine of us on, on her own, but with, with some help, you know. But thing is, you know, I, my mom, always taught us, you know, she was not educated because she didn't have that much education. She, you know, because nine, 10 years old, you know, when she got, uh, 11 years old, when she got married. So only thing she taught us that be yourself, be brave, and don't take anything from, any negative things from anybody. That was her motto. But I think, you know, I mean, my life, my mom was the very influenced person, but she didn't, you know, she didn't, education-wise, she was not that, you know, she didn't have that education, but her wisdom, her moral, you know, upbringing, 
now I think back, it's really, you know, I didn't know how she did it. She was very brave lady. She was very courageous. And she told us, you know, be, be your own person, no matter what you, what you do. And don't take it from anybody that they just, you know, put you down or, you know, just the, those kind of, you know, stuff she told us, you know. And then we got education. We went to college. I went to college. When I was 19, I got married. And 19, I came in this country. As an immigrant, not knowing the language, <laughs> not knowing the culture, it was such a shock. I cannot imagine, you know, that, you know, even staying home alone was a challenge for me. That, you know, because we never stayed home alone. There was somebody always with us. And when I came, my husband used to go to work and I had to stay home alone. That was a big, big challenge for me. I used to cry. I used to call my parent, you know, that. And they couldn't, because it's a long, you know, journey. They couldn't do anything. They just, cons my mom just consoled me over the phone. Everything will be okay. You will be fine. From that point, I think to me, I came long way because literally I didn't know. And I was of, I was afraid of anything and everything outside. Because if you don't know the language, if you know, don't know the culture, everything was so, you know, new to me. I remember when I only knew when we used to go out for uh, eat, eat, I eat only, that was the familiar, is the French fries and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> French fries, that, those are the two things, I, it was familiar to me. <laughs> so from that point I came, I think to me, I came long way, you know, I raised my two children. That's a, to, to me, it's an achievement. To me, you know, it's an achievement that I raised these beautiful, wonderful two children with my husband's help. He's no more. He Five years ago, he passed away. It's a very sudden. But I try to adjust my, you know, my feeling and my... Uh, but it's now I'm getting a you know, little better with all their help, my kids, my grandchildren's help. I'm getting better. But you never get over, you know, because it, that's a, still back and part is still there. But I think everybody said that you, uh, when you give time, it will, it will get better. But I, to me, I don't think it's because it, from my experience, I think I'm not, it's not getting better. It's, you know, my, I am getting adjusted to a new norm. That was, you know, that was a thing. And that was my, my life, you know. I, I tried, you know. I wish I, when I wish, I look back, I wish I could do a lot of other things. But I was timid. I was very introvert, <laughs> shy. I didn't know a lot of things I could have done here. But as a, you know, accomplishment, I mean, not the accomplishment, I, whatever I did in my life, I think I did pretty good. Raising my two children, you know, that was the most important part in my life, you know. They give them the good value, good, you know, the education. Not only the education was the secondary part, but the good value of your life. What you want, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. So I always think, you know, there is 
beyond us, there is somebody. Someone is always looking after. And now I know that my husband is looking after all, after, after all of us. So that's, that is my life. I have four beautiful grandchildren now. That is an extraordinary story, first of all. Let's stop and, and, and just appreciate that, Manjula. And I appreciate the honesty, right, and the detail that you gave. So powerful. You know, one of nine children. You know, your mother's story sounds amazing. And I am learning a lot as I do these interviews, Manjula. And you just reminded me of something, which is, uh, you know, and my husband says this quite often, that, you know, education takes a lot of forms. And um, he always talks about my brothers and sisters as overly educated, <laughs> but not having <laughs> enough kind of life smarts, right? Yeah, yeah. And so um, you're reminding me of that. And then you went to college. Remind me, what, what did you study in college? I forget. What did you study in university? Uh, I studied in bioscience, but I did at my undergrad. That's it. I didn't go further because I Your got undergrad. married and I came follow my husband. <laughs> And what school did you study in? Calcutta, you know, there, uh, not here. It's in Calcutta. You know, we studied in it. I don't know whether you know that name. It's a called Vidyasagar College. Okay. So I don't know if you know this, but I have had the great fortune of spending a lot of time in India. Um, oh. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that, no. Yeah, I used to, uh, for, for some work years ago, I was very lucky. I used to go to India quite often. I would go a few times a year. And um, mm -hmm. some of my greatest friends, some of my greatest friends are in India to this oh, day. Well, I and uh, I really love, but I will say I've been to most of the country, but Kolkata is one of the cities I have not been to. So when I go, um, I'm going to call you and I'm going to get all the names and numbers, all, all oh, of your yeah, aunties yeah. that are still around and your friends, and I'm going to have them show me around. Is that Okay. Yeah, well, absolutely. But it, it's, you love our food. That's the best part in India. That's the best part. Of the, that's what I've heard. All the street food, you know? Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I spent most of my time, I used to go a lot to, um, to Delhi and then also to Mumbai, and then I would spend a good time in Bangalore. Um, I've had a chance to do you know, some other traveling in other regions and, of course, to Agra and places. But somehow, Kolkata has missed my radar, so I'll go back. I'll go back. Yeah, and Kolkata do that reminds me of, you know, to me, it reminds me of New York City. It's a very cosmopolitan, but it's a huge population. Not like in a population wise, it's not like uh, New York. It's a huge, huge population. Can I ask, have you been back? When was the last time you were in, in, in uh, Kolkata? Um, before COVID 2019. Yeah. I am planning to go in, in the next month. Next month. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Great. Great. So I think I know the answer to this question. Um, if I were you, probably one of the things I would be most proud of would be, in addition to my children, would be the incredible success you have made of your life coming to the U.S. at 19, afraid, not speaking the language, and then turning into this, you know, great story in terms of um, what you've been able to do and, and the way that you've been able to not only learn the language, but master the culture. But I do want to ask you anyway, what else? I mean, obviously your kids are something amazing to be proud of, right? But when you think about other things that you're proud of, what else comes to mind for you that you've been able to do or achieve or, or become? Yeah, I am proud of myself in that sense that I came long way. 
I because I if I say if I was in India at this age, I wouldn't have gone through it's a good and bad things here. I wouldn't have gone through because I wouldn't have never I think you know I never I will not never work there. But here I worked 22 years in my school system. That was a very big and very big achievement, you know, to me. Yeah, because I I wouldn't I couldn't imagine in my in my imagination that I could have done all this stuff. But I I work at a school system close to my next town. And last 22 years I was involved with them. Matter of fact, when my kids left home, I was very lonely and it's an empty nester and I was very, you know, insecure. I didn't know what, what I'm going to do in a whole day, my husband at work. And I have all these free times because, you know, before they went to college, it was picking them up, giving them ride here and there, you know, it's all gone. So I thought, and then I went to a, I applied for a school system and luckily they accepted me. So yeah, from that point, that same school I was working, I am working, this is 22 years. So that is, that is, this is, this is for me, it's a big achievement because if I were in back home, I quite, I cannot imagine, you know, I could have done all these things. So I want to dive into that a little bit deeper because you're teaching me something I did not know. So you went to work at the school system after your kids left home, correct? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That is not easy, right? That is something that takes a lot, not only when a lot of people are thinking, oh, the kids are gone, I'm going to wind down. You were thinking, no, 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 (laughs) I need a new challenge. Yeah, right? because it was to me it was very boring to staying home whole day. Didn't go, you know. Well, how long can you watch TV? Yeah, so that's the, that's the main reason, you know. And I always, you know, I I studied in bioscience. By all, I always was very, you know, good in math. So I went to school and I applied that way. That you know, I told them that I can help the students in math classes. And the principal, you know, they agreed and they said, okay, you see, you know. So they hired me. And from the last 22 years, I am doing the same thing. I am, you know, helping the students in math classes in all those stuff. There's there's two things that you mentioned that I want to kind of return to that I know that you passed on to, uh, to, at least to your daughter, maybe to your son. One is, you know, your daughter tells me a story, and I love this story, that when she, one summer that you all gave her the math book for the upcoming school year and yeah. her summer was to study the math book. Was that your idea? No, that was my husband. He was okay. a math genius. <laughs> well, it sounds like you are too, though. Wow. I like math. You know, I don't, I, I, I get it, you know, so that's the thing. And, and then you were talking about um, French fries and ice cream. And uh, one of my favorite things about Mita is that she loves a good, um, ice cream sundae from McDonald's. So, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's we true. learn that's these true. things, right? We learn yeah. these things. I don't even know if she realizes that that started with you back when you yeah. first came to America. Yeah, yeah so, she, I told them. She knows. She knows. She knows. <laughs> she knows the origin of the uh, of yeah, the McDonald's. Yeah. So where the ice I always, cream came from. <laughs> 
That's fantastic. Okay, so a couple more questions. So I, I'm 53 years old now, and uh, I am trying to think about what I want to do. And so I'm smart enough to know that it's the women that have already been at my age that I want to learn from the most, right? So if you look at your life, both the things that you did do, Angela, and maybe some of the choices that you didn't make, what do you think women in their 50s should do just to set themselves up for a long, healthy, hopefully joyful, you know, certainly productive life? Are there certain things when you think about your 50s that you think are important? Yeah, it is important. I think first, as a woman, I you know, we don't put ourselves first. It's always in your family or your husband or somebody else. If after that, if you have some time, then you get that time. But you know, now I look back all these things. You know, uh, I am much older than you. So I think you know, put yourself first. That whatever you do, you know, just take care of yourself, your health, your need. And another thing I want to tell you that you have to be independent about your finance. Yeah, financially, if you, you know, you can make a lot of money, your husband can make a lot of money, but you don't know, if you don't know where the money's, monies are, if say if something happens, you know, one spouse right. and other spouse doesn't know anything, what will happen then? Yeah. So that's a thing I think, you know, I was very lucky in that sense, my husband almost, he did everything, you know, to the point, you know, that I didn't have to do more much stuff because my son is a lawyer. So he did it, you know, he took over and he did that. But it took it took him a long six months to put my finance in, you know, in order. So that was the, if you know your stuff, at least, you know, where, where you're standing, and say anything happens to the other one, you won't be all alone without, you know. Because if you lose someone, I know, when you lose your spouse, it's a very, you know, nobody can imagine until you go through that. But talk of that, you know, if you have to go through with the other, you know, agenda that, you know, finance, you know, you have to pay a bill, you have to eat. So if you know whether, you know, that thing is, you know, in order, at least that give you some security and give some sense of, you know, relief that in that area, I am, I am at least I'm all set. That was the, my, you know, my understanding and my, you know, my experience. And another thing, you know, I think, you know, be yourself, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be wearing, you know, lots of nice jewelry, nice bag, nice shoes, nice clothes, just be on, you know, whatever you have, you should be happy. Because I came, you know, I came probably not to be, you know, they're, they're well, uh, well of family. But when we came here, we didn't have nothing. I came with $8 in my pocket and my husband had $400 in his pocket. So that from that point, whatever I have today is all our, you know, hard work and hard, you know, a little bit of, you know, you can say the frugal. Yes, <laughs> sure. Because we didn't, we, we knew that nobody's here to help us. 
anything happened, you know, to us, we have to take care of it. So that is my advice to be sure that your health should be first priority and you then keep your financing in, in, in order. That way at least you will be, you know, on that position, you will be, you know, a little bit all set. What are some of the things, um, your health is, it is so big, right? It is so looming. And I'm curious, I'm always looking for tips. What are some of the things that you do for yourself to prioritize your health, Manjula? Health, my health, I just, you know, because that's why, you know, I am, I am still working for that one reason. That in schools, you know, I have a routine. When I to go to school, I, I get up at 5.30, you know, that's the routine I go. I get a very good exercise in school because there's a lot of walking up and down, up and down, you know, with the students. And you can, you have to, you know, associate, you know, you have to associate with them, talk to them. And that's the thing I think keeps me busy. And that was, that's why I'm a little bit worried to be, you know, to get retired because you know, physically, I think I am getting tired now because you know it's a lot of work, a lot of working in my school, lot of work, lot of work. It's eight, seven thirty to two thirty job, so it's a long day for me. But thing is, you know, my days goes by very fast. That's what I am, you know. That's why I am working. So, do you think that you will work forever, or do you think that you will retire? Do you have a plan? Yeah, I have a plan that, you know, maybe a couple of years, maybe, or next year after I come back from my, you know, I didn't go. I usually go every summer in India. But last two years for COVID, I didn't go. After I come back from back home, then I'll I'll decide, you know, what I'm going to do. What your plan will be longer term. Yes. Well, let's talk about your, your future because uh, you're still young. You're very healthy. And uh, I'm curious, what are some of the things that you look forward to in your future? Yeah, when I retired, I in future, I I want to spend more time with my, you know, grandchildren. My son lives in California, maybe a couple of months here, a couple of months in my own house, and the rest of the month in California, because during the winter, the weather is very nice there. <laughs> but you know, New England is very harsh. <laughs> right, right. So I might go and you know, in the, during winter months, I'm going to go and you know, live there with them, and the rest of the time, maybe you know, as long my health permits, I'll go to visit India to my family, my siblings. You know, so that that kind of thing, I have future plan. But we make we make plan, but different things happens, right? So I cannot. <laughs> this course. is my plan, right? Are you close with your siblings? Oh, yeah, I'm very close, yeah. Out of nine, you know, I have only one, one is not, no more. Okay. Uh, we are eight of us. Wow. Yeah, and my older sister, she was, literally, she was the, our second mother. Oh. Because she almost raised us, because my mom always, you know, with the younger children, she was of busy. Course. She was our mentor, she was our teacher. She was everything to us. She taught us, you know, whatever life is. She gave us a good education also. Whenever we needed some help, homework help, 
without math. She didn't know math. <laughs> she, didn't do, she didn't do math. She Except do math. math, she helped us, you know, writing, reading. She helped all of us to, you know, almost she raised us, you know, with my mother. Right, right. Because her, old, she and her, my older sister is 15 years, age age difference, you know. So that was, the, that's why she's the second mother to yes. me, to us. That's a lot. I was going to tell you that I have an older sister, only five years older, but we had five kids in my family. And uh, she did a lot, you know, to support us. And she's brilliant and lovely, but she too was not very good at math. <laughs> she's the first one <laughs> to tell you. Uh, she's a history professor and she's brilliant and lovely, but uh, I, I like math and she would always shy away from it. So that was not her thing either. So you and I have that in common, right? Okay. <laughs> that both of us like math, but neither of our big sisters were, were big on it. Um, no, other, and I, I, she was very good in, in, in literature. She was yes, really and, and similar with my sister. She's very good. She taught me so much um, about other things that I really, yeah. she, she really encouraged me to read more than anyone else. Um, yes. I was late to reading compared to mm -hmm. others, and she really uh, pushed that on me, and, and I'm very grateful for that. And that's one of the things right now, it's funny you talk about the, the traveling and the visiting and, and, the, and your siblings. Um, my brother is visiting right now, and he, because of COVID, I have not been able to see him very much at all over these last few years. And so I am very fortunate to get some time. And like you, they don't live near me. So I have to make a plan to see them, but they definitely bring me great joy to be able to spend time with them. And, and, and I love that. Let me ask you another question about, um, you were t a few times now you've mentioned spirituality. I love the idea that you mentioned, you know, you have people watching over you, now your husband. I'm curious, Manjula, you know, given your years of wisdom, is there a motto or kind of a saying or a philosophy or maybe a mantra that you either subscribe to? And it doesn't have to be just one. It can be, you know, a few of them. I'm looking for advice and, and wisdom. Any mottos or ideas that really guide your life? Yeah, I always have. I always, you know, that's my mantra to me. You know, I always feel, you know, say that I am a very peaceful soul. I am very, you know, kind soul. I want to, you know, I don't want anything from anybody else. I want to help others. And, the, you know, that was the, my mantra is, you know, you know, and keep my, you know, always I pray for that, my keep my family safe. You know, I am so lucky and fortunate. I all every night and every morning I give to the, you know, I pray that I am so fortunate and I'm so lucky. I have a beautiful family. They're all healthy. You know, what else can I ask? You know, that yes. was, I have the most fulfilled life in my life, you know, except my lost, you know, that was very sudden, my husband, you know. Other than that, I couldn't, I cannot imagine more. I am so honored and fulfilled with my life. I cannot imagine, you know, anything else in my life. I have so much, you know, I have so yeah. much. And you give so much, by the way. Um, yeah, that's clear. That's that listening to you. You give so No, I, I'm actually, secretly, I may write you later and ask you if I can get you to tutor my son in math. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> he's, he's doing okay, but he could use some extra help. And so I'm thinking that you might be our secret weapon. So I might reach out to you and see if you can give a little more. 
we'll have to talk about your rates. You might be too expensive for me, but we'll have to see if we can afford <laughs> you. Couple other questions. So one would be hobbies. You know, what do you most enjoy doing when you are by yourself, right? What do you most enjoy doing for yourself? Yeah, I usually mostly when I am alone, I just either uh, listen to any kind of, you know, spiritual stuff, you know, spiritual and uh, speech. I love to read any, you know, spiritual books. That was one of my favorite. I always love to read those those kind of books rather than any novel. I love to read spiritual, you know. That teach me a lot of stuff lot of things to me, you know, not, not sure. It doesn't, you know, not to apply to everybody, but to me, I learned from those books and from these, all these, you know, the lecture from the, all those, you know, gurus that I learned a lot of stuff that life, you know, life is not just, you know, bed and roses, you know, it just, you know, you have to make your life on your own. It doesn't give it to you. That was my philosophy that, you know, you have to work hard in your life to get it. Whatever you get, that you have to work very hard to get it. Otherwise, you know, that's not you, right? Because if you, if somebody gives to you, that's, that's not your earning and your, you know. So that was my philosophy, my understanding, you know, my spiritual upbringing that, you know, I always know that there is somebody is looking all up after us, you know, so that was, you know. That's a very uh, calming and beautiful idea, right? Yeah, it calms me a lot, you know, when yeah. I think all those things. Even as you're saying it, it brings me peace <laughs> to think about that. So I'm going to have to remind myself of that. You may have other things you want to share, but before we get to that, I want to ask you kind of a really big question, which is, you know, the, the title of my project is um, Stuff That Mama Forgot to Tell Us, and the re or Mama Forgot to Tell You. And the reason is because, uh, you know, my parents did a wonderful job of um, setting me up, you know, for a great life. But what they did not spend as much time on is the second half of my life, right? They, they made sure that I got a great education, that I have good values. But what they didn't really spend any time dwelling on was what would happen once we turned like 50 and what would we do for the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s? And my mom passed away in her late 60s and my dad, you know, just last year. So if they were here, I would just love to ask them, like, what else didn't you tell me, right? Like, what are the other things that are left that are unsaid or, because I know so much, but what else is unsaid? So I would like to turn to you now and ask you, you know, if you think about whether it be Mita or, you know, just me, are there some things that maybe you haven't mentioned yet? Or is there some advice or just words? It doesn't have to be, you know, brilliant. <laughs> but what are some things that maybe you haven't told Mita or your kids that you think they should know about how to live a great life? Yeah, but I think that that thing comes from your experience. If you, if I tell her that, you know, you have to be a good person, it, you have to be a good writer, good educator, but if she doesn't feel that way, so I think it has to come within from, you know, within you. I can, I can give her so many lessons. I can tell, you know, that <laughs> you have to be, you know, 
better person, better writer. But if she doesn't think that way, if she doesn't, you know, believe in that, I cannot change her. I cannot change anybody, right? Right. So that was that was the thing, you know. I think I can give all the lesson, all the you know, advice, but it depends on how the person is taking it, and is she or he that the person is take you know, really value those things or it's just a word. You know, I'm just telling her that you know you have to be a very educated, you know, very good writer. But if she doesn't listen to me, oh, okay, mama, I'll do that. But if she, she does on her own thing. So only thing I can advise be your own, you know, I can give you all the advice, but you can choose which one is good for you, which one is best for you. That's the advice I can give them. I always did that, you know. Sometimes they could come, they came up, ma, what I should do? I said that, you know, this is my advice, my choice, but you have to think which one is best for you. But I don't know the, you know, your background, you know. Even there, she is my child, but the <laughs> workplace, her family, I don't know what's going on in their life or right. in their workplace. So I right. can give them the advice that you can do, if I were you, I could have done this way. But you can take the is it you know? Is it you? Is it a good choice or bad choice? That's up to you. Well, that's pretty powerful, right? Because that speaks to the idea of um, reminding us of how to check in with you know our true selves, right? Um, yeah. How to make sure that whatever we're considering that it lines up, you know, with who we really are. And uh, I think we can forget that sometimes. Yeah. Right that it has to work for us individually in our context in the moment. So yeah, that's exactly, yeah. that's exactly that's, I, you know, I never forced them to do anything. Whatever they wanted to do, they came to me for advice. I said, you know, if, if this is my choice and if I, if you want to this way, that's fine. If you have another option, that's fine too. Right. Lucky. They're very fortunate to have you around, Manjula. So, do you have a favorite song or a favorite singer? Yeah, in back home, I don't know. I see, I listen to the music here, but I don't know the name, honestly. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> love, oh. I love, I recently I learned the Adele. I loved Adele. her music, <laughs> but I didn't know those song was sang by her. <laughs> you didn't know. It was by, well, hey, you're not alone in terms of that, but I'm a big Adele fan as well. So we have that in common too. All right, so my final question is just back for you. Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to share today um, as we wrap up this interview? Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to share? Yeah, I like to share about, I like to talk about my children. I am so blessed and grateful and fortunate. I have two beautiful, beautiful children. And I, with a, I mean, a, you know, I cannot imagine the way they work, they care for me. You know, how much, you know, it's beyond my, you know, imagination that what they do for me. That was the best blessing in my life that, you know. I think they know that. And if they did not know that before, they know it now for sure. Right. And I'm very proud of them. I am very proud of them as an immigrant mom. I came long, long, long way to raise them like this. 
sometimes I think how how did you know I don't know what the what did I do good in my life? I deserve these two children. <laughs> I think I must something did I like I uh, we believe in karma, so I I must did some good karma in my uh, back life, other life. I deserve this kind of you know family. My son-in-law, my daughter-in-law, they are amazing people. These four of us, they can you know. They just take care of me, you know, like you know, little baby. You know, so they need they, whatever I if I, even I even I tell them something is there that I need this. So I cannot. I I thank to God every day and every night that without them I am nobody. Without them I'm nobody. Well, you know, I'm going to make an observation, which is, uh, you know, clearly you're very humble and um, a beautiful soul. A couple things. One, you know, I believe in karma too. And I will say that even in this life, right, the fact that at, you know, when your children were gone, you decided to go to work, to help children, to uh, support them in, in the school system and to work and help these kids be able to do better at math and something. I mean, you're, you're giving back. And then also one of your life philosophies that you mentioned as a reminder was that you expect to take nothing you want to give, Right. So you are a big reason why your kids are that way. So when you wonder what you've done, it's because of what you put out into the world, Manjula. So you are modeling for them the very behavior that you're now receiving from them. So I don't know if you see it that way, but it's very clear to me. So Thank you. Without them, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. It's no one. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here and for doing this conversation with me as I anticipated. I learned a lot. I gained a lot. I laughed. I'm just so grateful that you were here with us. And uh, one thing I might do after all of this is I'm going to invite um, your kids to weigh in on anything that they learned today or questions that I forgot to ask that I should have, right? So we'll do that in, in a part two down the road, okay? Okay, okay no problem. No problem. <laughs> that, that you have to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. I will. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. And bottom of my heart. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>